Hello, and thank you for listening to Girl Wonder. My name is Joe Rochelle, and I'm just your everyday girl talking about your favorite webtoons. If you find yourself reading webtoons all the time and you are still craving more content, then you are absolutely in the right place. And just in case you didn't know, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you choose to listen on. In this episode, my husband Josh and I are discussing episodes 112 to 115 of Lore Olympus by none other than Rachel Smythe. Speaking of Rachel, did you know that she has a Patreon? It is patreon.com slash lore Olympus, and the link to visit her page is in the description box of this podcast episode. Rachel posts some absolutely fabulous Patreon-only content like Chitty Chats where you can hear from the creator herself as she talks about each episode. You also get episode previews, tons of wallpapers, so go ahead, sign up, and support an awesome creator. If you find yourself enjoying this episode, consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. You will be hearing the voices, thoughts, and opinions of four of my patrons in this podcast episode, Katrina, Brianna, Mizuki, and Diego. If you are interested in becoming a patron yourself, the link is in the description box, so please join us. We would love to have you. And before we start, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are... Indianapolis, Indiana, Warsaw, Poland, Los Angeles, California, Rock Springs, Wyoming, in El Paso, Texas. Thank you, Josh. By the way, that is Josh, if you don't know his voice. And you're like, whoa, what happened to her voice? What happened? That was my husband, Josh. All right. So we're talking about the last episodes of Lore Olympus before the season finale. Let's get into it. We are starting off with episode 112. So this episode starts off with Persephone at school receiving a D on her assignment, and her teacher tells her that her grades have been slipping recently. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I think it's one, she was assaulted, Mm -hmm. Um, and two, she's starting a new job, she's transitioning out of old relationships, she's in a confusing relationship with Hades. I think there's a lot going on there that explains her inability to focus Mm -hmm. on school. And like when you're a college freshman, it can be such a big transition time in your life. She's in a new city. She has a lot going on. It makes sense that though she wants to be a perfectionist and get an A, that this is what happens. Have you ever gotten a D on a paper before in college? I don't know. Probably. You think so? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I enjoyed college. I liked college. I did too. I I was an acting major, so it's a little different. It was more, mostly like, did you do the work? Did you perform mm-hmm. your scenes? And then every once in a while, I was in like a psychology class or this and that. And I don't think I ever got a D, but it would crush me. And I could see that in Persephone that it kind of crushed her a little bit. It made her really sad. Yeah, for sure. It would make me sad too. Yeah. So when she gets home... Hermes is sitting on the couch with Artemis and Apollo, and they are loudly watching TV in the living room, and Persephone kind of has to sneak by them. Yeah. Didn't you feel terrible for her here? Yeah, no, I felt like that was a very real, authentic moment. I feel like I've been Persephone in that. When you see your friends, and you're kind of having a bad day, and they're just like being cynical together, I mean... We can sort of just momentarily take out the fact of Apollo from that That's scene what I was gonna say, altogether, yeah. but just 
yeah, you just want to avoid that. And so you kind of have to go hide and be by yourself. I totally get that. I think that's very real. And no matter what, those weren't her closest friends. Even though Mm -hmm. she loves Hermes and they get along really well, she and Artemis have had their moments of misunderstanding each other and not really feeling like Artemis has her back. And then on top of that, Apollo is sitting there in her space. Her abuser is in her space. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she got a D and now she gets to go home to see this. It's not great. Yeah, I think, yeah, Rachel did an amazing job of just (laughs) making that scene very... um, I don't know, like hostile mm-hmm. with just the one bit of dialogue in the air. Mm-hmm. You just knew like, oh, I don't want to be sitting on that couch with these people. I mean, even, yeah, we like Hermes and Artemis is kind of a mixed bag. Apollo's definitely someone you want to stay far away from. But yeah, I was just like, oh, I, I get that. I get that sneaking off you into the hallway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just hope that none of them say, hey, Persephone, mm-hmm. come over right? here. It would yeah. be terrible. No, thanks. So once she's in her room alone, she opens a really cute birthday card from her mom with money inside. And Mm -hmm. I wrote in my notes, I recently did that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was my birthday yesterday and I got cards and it's always fun to get a check inside. Yeah, you treated me to lunch. Yes, it was fun. Mm -hmm. We went to Palm Springs and had a good time. So Persephone, though, is not having a good time. In this moment, she's really tempted to go home. She's really tempted to go back to the mortal realm. What do you think about that? Do you think she should just leave Olympus for a while or should she stay and stick it out with all the problems that are coming up? I don't know. I think it's pretty fair to argue both. I mean, I think Hades is probably a healing place for her if she sort of navigates that well. But I also think, yeah, going home can be healing too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she needs somewhere where she can heal and rest it's funny too because the home that she was desperate to leave desperate to not be a small village girl any longer but now being in the big city there's you just you feel homesick for the things you had before the comfort that she had before sure she was lonely and too crowded at the Mm -hmm. same time but now it's like this isn't this is like you said it's kind of hostile in olympus for her right now yeah so she's so agitated she can't even sleep And finally, 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 she does that thing we've been hoping she would do, which is, do you know what I'm going to say? Summon Hades, the little pat. Yep. Pat the ground twice. That first came up in episode eight when they first exchanged business cards, and they've really come a long way since then. Yeah, it was, I saw the comment when she did the pat, right? And I was like... She pat his head? I didn't know what that was <laughs> until you just gestured with your hands about patting the ground. Oh, so you didn't together. remember? No. Episode 8 was a long time ago mm-hmm. if you're not constantly rereading it and rereading it. But it's always so great because I feel like I've read so many different fan fictions where people, I feel like there's even one called like Pat the Ground Twice, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people wanted her to summon Hades mm-hmm. and now she finally did and it was so... The timing was right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So worth the wait. Mm-hmm. So he shows up right away and even then she's like, it took too long. <laughs> she just really wanted to see him and i love the whole moment i love that she asks him to stay over and there's lots of hugs lots of cuddling Mm -hmm. um and i know that she was like i talked to you about boundaries and i talked to you about whether we should be appropriate with each other or not do you think this was inappropriate in any way no i was for it i was for it right i really liked hades in his pajamas under the covers 
I thought that was really great. I liked his gray sweater that said Underworld Con 96. Uh-huh. <laughs> How old was Persephone back then? Right, it was literally 96, not like 1996. <laughs> no, it could have been any of the 96s. <laughs> 1396. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It just shows their age difference. But I, I think also it, it's appropriate enough. Yeah, he's her boss at work. That's the only iffy part. Right. Um, But at the same time... I mean, he's barely her boss at her work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's just been one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like they're... Has it only been... It's been a... She's had... Oh, you're right. It was just like, yeah, she showed up in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that her, was first her first day, day of work. Her birthday. Oh, you're so right. Mm-hmm. I was so, like, it's been weeks for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's it's still like they're allowed to have a little bit of zone to oh we actually this relationship is really important we should end this professional relationship and focus on the personal Personal. that's Mm -hmm. a great way to put it and i feel like he got he i was gonna say he got rid of minth (laughs) he broke up with minth so it's not like that's true cheating if he was here in the bed cuddling with persephone like this and showing up when she calls it would be a little sketchy and it would make Persephone uncomfortable too. But because it's over, I think she's able to open up a bit and have an honest discussion with him mm-hmm. in bed. Right. And isn't that such a a real place to have some of your first honest discussions yeah. where like you're staring at the other person with their face against a pillow? And it really just, reminded like, me of our relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just really did. It's mm-hmm. just when things get real and we're like going to actually be boyfriend and girlfriend or really start a relationship kind of moment. Right. It's like 3 a.m. or something and you're just talking, talking, talking. It's so cute. So they do talk. They talk about the kiss and why she left. She kind of disappeared on him for a second mm-hmm. there. When that first happened, what was your mm-hmm. reaction? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It made sense. I, I just like was w- within the realm of possibility for Persephone. Yeah, it, <laughs> turn into butterflies and just be gone. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, oh my gosh, she died. <laughs> she got killed. She died. And then mm-hmm. his kiss killed her. No, it's not a Romeo and Juliet situation. <laughs> so um, they talk about the kiss, and I think it's really funny because he's like, "Why did you leave?" He just really cares about her emotions. Why did you leave? Did you like it? He wants her to be comfortable. He would never just force himself on her. And it was really funny when she turns away to say, "I got excited." Mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, text gets small. Yeah, that was really great. So the episode ends with Hades creating a black butterfly to show Persephone that she's not that weird. He can be weird too. Mm-hmm. And my takeaway from this episode is that if it wasn't confirmed before, this episode really confirmed that they belong together and they want to be together. Yeah, for sure. In episode 113, we find that Persephone and Hades stayed in each other's arms all night And I had asked this question in an earlier episode, back when we were talking about the Minth breakup. Do you think that Hades is in love? What would you say to that, Josh? Well, I think, yeah, when he, what he said to Minth was pretty fair. As much as you can be in love with someone that you've known for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think so, too. And I think it might be even more than that now. Just seeing them connect in this way and be so sweet and gentle with each other. It feels like when they, yeah, it's beyond, it's beyond the time that they've spent together. I think that's how in love they both are right now. Yeah, 
Persephone thinks to herself while looking up at him in bed, I could get into a lot of trouble for having him here. Worth it. It's true because men aren't supposed to be in the house. However, Artemis is always letting Hermes and Apollo in, but she would flip because she doesn't like Hades. I think Artemis would have a big freak out moment if she walked in and saw Persephone in Hades' arms. She would not assume that they didn't do anything. She would be like, wow. And I feel like she would tell on her. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe Artemis, I could see Artemis not telling and listening to Persephone, but what do you think would happen if she had walked in? Well, I think for sure that Persephone would get a lecture and Absolutely. we'd all have to sit uncomfortably as Persephone protects Artemis while Artemis is giving her a lecture. You know what I mean? From the secret of her brother being a rapist. Mm. Um, because that's why she hasn't told Artemis yet, because obviously that would really hurt Artemis. And in the past, she's tried to. She's like, let me tell you something about your brother. Mm -hmm. And then she couldn't bring herself to do it. Right. And I don't think she could bring herself to do it in front of Artemis and Hades in bed right now. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, it's hard. Persephone's in a tough situation. But right now, she's kind of happy because they decide to head to Hades' house to feed the dogs and mm -hmm. make breakfast. I, I did a little cheer when, he, when he's checking his phone. He's like, I got to feed the dogs. And then he goes... Come with me. You did like, a little oh, internal good. cheer. Uh -huh. I was like, oh no, it's going to end right now. And then, then we go into that really great montage. I mean, you have that one frame where they're like literally glittery with happiness. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh no, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> That's how this always works. But there's a really cute montage of them. Cooking together. Cooking and with the dogs. And it was so similar. Hades had a dream. Right. Yep. It was so similar to that. And just, they looked like king and queen. They mm -hmm. really did. They were so content, so happy. This is like mm -hmm. already the best relationship he's ever been in, in his entire life. Mm -hmm. All the 2,000 years. I can already tell this last like 24 hours since the kiss is the best he's ever had with anyone. Yeah. So like you said, something bad happening <laughs> felt like it was going to come up. Well, Persephone's out on the town. She's shopping. She is going to pick up a silk handkerchief with a bunch of dogs on it for Hades. It's a gift mm. for him. And while she's out, she runs into the flower nymph, Daphne. And they're friends, and Apollo is kind of... Okay, this is my opinion, but I feel like Apollo is using Daphne as like his Persephone knockoff. I don't think she is a Persephone knockoff, but I think that's how he views her. Like, she's discount Persephone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, nymph versus goddess. Right, which is a huge thing in the Lower Olympus world. Mm -hmm. But no offense to Daphne, who has just been a perfectly charming, wonderful character so far. I just don't like seeing Apollo use her as a pawn. And I could tell that Persephone could see that right away. Right. And could you see also like how Daphne looks like Persephone? Yeah. There so was the a... same color scheme with the white. Mm -hmm. I think it was a couple episodes before where I, I did get like confused. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't used to seeing Daphne. I haven't seen her in a while. And when they were on a date, you mean? I don't remember. When, when Daphne and Apollo... Yeah, 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 yeah. When they went to see Helios. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, she just looked like Persephone because that was exactly what mm -hmm. Persephone wore in the flashbacks mm -hmm. with Aries. We right. talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. So you also saw this. Mm -hmm. Rachel's trying to show the strong similarity. That's why it's like, yeah, Apollo's treating her like discount Persephone for sure. So Persephone wants to talk to Apollo alone because the same thing we're thinking, she's thinking, absolutely. 
And I was wondering, what did you think about their conversation? Because I find it infuriating. Anytime she tries to talk to Apollo, he is infuriating. How did you feel? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, he's like a a dense piece of stone that like there's no there's no way to get any sort of acknowledgement that you're a human being out of him Mm -hmm. or goddess Mm -hmm. and he's also he's like he'll take everything and just turn it to whatever he wants Mm -hmm. it to be because he's so narcissistic Mm -hmm. so when she's saying what are you doing with daphne leave her alone he's like well you're just jealous and she's not jealous she does not want to be with you she has told you in all the ways she knows how that she does not want to be with you and she's not interested in you romantically and she'd like you to leave her alone. And yet he has this whole narrative in his head that they're going to be together and he's going to make her jealous right now and that's it's working. Mm-hmm. The heartbreaking part for me, which I underlined in my notes, was when Persephone says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Daphne what you did. And I'm going to tell Artemis what you did. And they're going to look at you differently. And Apollo tells her that no one will believe her And besides, he has photos from the night they were together, and those pictures will allow him to reshape the whole narrative of what went on between them. And that was just so terrible and so heartbreaking. Very, very awful. Yeah. Very awful. And he has this whole thing where he's like, I don't think I did anything wrong. No one would agree that I did anything wrong. If he knew that, then why would he be blackmailing her with these photos of her naked? Mm -hmm. He knows deep, deep down that he hurt her. Because she's told him there's no way. Yes, he's that piece of stone, like you said. And I know other people would say a piece of something else. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like deep down he knows that he hurt her. He pushed, he crossed a line with Mm -hmm. Persephone. And I think that scares him. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, spoiler, I'm just ready for her to grow a tree through his body. I think you said that a year ago even yeah on the podcast (laughs) at first you're like i want hades to beat him up and i was like i want persephone to do it and you're like yeah she should just grow a tree through his body (laughs) (laughs) some podcast episode Uh, in the past for those who've binged it josh has said that in the past back when we're on episode like 30 or something mm -hmm. stick him on a thorn well yeah that's a little foreshadowing as to what we'll be talking about soon but yeah It was a very frustrating, once again, infuriating experience Mm -hmm. with Apollo. I mean, it's like the sense of powerlessness. Yes. Right? So it's like, yeah, there there are things that are infuriating, but you still feel equitable with the power. Like, you can do something about it. With this, just that particular taste of powerlessness is so heartbreaking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the last time we see Apollo in this season. So do you have any predictions for what might happen with him next season? Uh, um, I mean, I know what I want to happen. Right. Um, I real, It's hard to say what I even want to happen. Because I, I want the truth to come out. Yeah. How does the truth come out? And how does it come out in such a way that Apollo is not just physically destroyed, but his sense of his ego is destroyed and maybe he can sort of repent and come back from that i don't know yeah it's tough because i've had people on the podcast share their opinions on him before i think in the sex love and relationships episode about laura olympus we had someone share that you know he needs to change he can't just live his life like this so of course we we all 
would want him to change. We need him to stop. We also need him to face the consequences is what that yeah. person said. And I agree fully with that. We need him to completely have consequences happen to him. Whatever his actions have done, he needs to reap the consequences of it. And if he's still alive after that, I would like to see him change. Yeah. And I think I think Rachel is a storyteller capable of telling that story because mm-hmm. I feel like, and this, I, I really respect her when, I think it was your interview with her when she described where you can't just take these people out of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally Rachel could. She could. You know, she She's has that power. power mm-hmm. But she like respects the the nuance and the ambivalence of a situation like this enough to stick to the story and what that means. So I, I'm, I'm both like, anxious about watching that play out but also eager for it it's hard because we've seen persephone suffer at Mm -hmm. the hands of apollo for so long it's brought so many tears to her eyes it's made her feel terrible and it's still going because that's how it sometimes happens in the real world and it's just it's rough it's rough and i want things to be better for her and i want him to stop being a menace in her life Mm -hmm. but moving on the episode ends with Artemis coming home and seeing a note from Persephone saying that her mom stopped by and she's going to spend a week or so in the mortal realm and that's where she'll be. She'll see you soon. But then knock on the door. It is Demeter asking to see Persephone. So what did you think of that ending? I, I was just, where, where, where'd she go? <laughs> where do she you... took that 3,000... Olympus dollars from the the birthday card and went somewhere. And went somewhere. <laughs> Where do you think she went? Right. I mean, she has home. She has this uh, this house that she shares with her roommates. She has Hades' house. Um, she could have maybe gone there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there anywhere else? Where do you think? I kept thinking, where else could she go? Where else would she find solace, especially after that encounter with Apollo? I think that just tipped her tipped her over. She was already considering going home. So the mortal realm seems right, especially because next season, I kind of feel like Hades might have to go to the mortal realm to get her back. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe she went to the shore. <laughs> Those are all the places the, she's the ever been. Yeah. <laughs> Just to hang out with the souls oh, of people who died, uh-huh. maybe at her own hands. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, my takeaway from this episode is that Persephone is feeling so stuck. She's feeling so trapped. And one of the truly safe places for her is with Hades in his presence, in his arms, around him. So we'll just have to wait and see where she went. In episode 114, Hades finally has the VHS tape from the Fates, revealing that memory that he cannot recall because he was way too drunk. It is finally payoff time on this plot point, and we get to see what was on the tape. So upon hearing that Hades is in the mortal realm, Persephone, she sprints off to find him before her mother can. And when she does, she transforms into a little pink butterfly and talks to him. Here is what one of my patrons, Brianna, thought of this moment. 
Oh my gosh, Hades saw it. I was so excited. This episode was so great. I was just smiling the whole time. I loved both of their emotions and their emotes and their faces. It was just so cute to see them together and just like he was flirting and it was, oh my gosh, it was just so cute. I thought it was nice that even though he was super drunk and I know that aren't you supposed to see the real person underneath when they drink because they're relaxed and um, you know, their guard is down. It was nice to say, oh, okay, so Hades is drunk, but he's not taking advantage of her, even though she's literally naked in his lap. <laughs> um, but we obviously can't say the same thing about other Lord Olympus characters. Like, if they were drunk, they wouldn't have the respect for Persephone or any other goddess in that kind of situation. So it was nice to say that Hades is still a good person, even though when he's loosey-goosey. Yeah, this is probably... I agree that the hardest we've seen Hades flirt with a smile on his face. Yeah, and his face being all... It looked like he was blushing, but I assume he's flushed with alcohol here. Right, and even when he asked Demeter, he said she was so adorable or something about the pink goddess. Yeah, he's just gushing about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was really, really loosey-goosey, like Brianna said, and flirty. And what stood out to me was a moment when Persephone said... You are not what I expected at all. Because so many people tell him things like, Mint has been like, you stink of death. And like, people don't like him. People have let made him kind of live a life of exile a little bit in the mm-hmm. underworld. So for her to know all those rumors and then finally meet the guy, he's not what she expected. Yeah. And he's not scary like she thought he would be. And then he says, boo, and he scares her so much <laughs> that she transforms. Right? It's the opposite, right? She transforms from a butterfly into her (laughs) nude self. (laughs) I know. And lands on Uh top of Hades. I laughed so hard. Uh Here is what Katrina had to say about all these moments that were happening on the tape. Oh, my gosh. He was so embarrassed and it was adorable. Oh, Hades. It seems like he just stumbles through life a lot of the time, even though he has like his working life together his social life is so messed up and it's like the people who are in his life don't really give him a lot of direction i feel like persephone is probably the most uh grounded individual in his life and the person who helps him um kind of gain a better sense of self even though you know in this world she's only 19, 20 years old, and you know, Hades has been around for centuries. But him seeing her for the first time and learning the truth was, it was just funny. (laughs) It was funny. It was a cute little moment where they finally got to see each other. I agree that it was so funny. I was laughing out loud reading this episode. And I wonder, Josh, if you noticed some things, some comparisons here between how Hades reacts to meeting Persephone and how Ares reacted to meeting Persephone for the first time. So I just noticed that Hades immediately recognized her as a goddess and called her a goddess. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, Ares didn't do that. In episode 100, Ares thinks Persephone is what? A nymph. Right. Then she like 
Look at my ears, though. <laughs> right. And so he calls her a nymph, and he also calls her a stupid village girl. Yeah. And I think it's important to see the contrast between Persephone's interactions with these two gods, because she's kissed both of them. Mm-hmm. But with hate, with Aries, she's like, mm, I'll try it, though he's not my type. And with Hades, it's more like, I was so excited I had to fly away with mm-hmm. butterflies. It right. just shows that she and Hades are more meant to be, for sure. Yeah. And Aries' impulse was to manipulate and trick her. And that is not Hades' MO at all. That is not how he does things. Mm -mm. So the main reason that Persephone ran to Hades is to talk to him about mortals and whether they're able to leave the underworld and return to the mortal realm. Like, can you bring life back? And I thought that was interesting and so poignant because of what's going to happen next in the webtoon. And also because it's not just she's lonely and she wants to go see a guy. She had a specific guy she wanted to see, the Mm -hmm. king of the underworld, to ask him some underworld questions. So she says, let's say they died, but it wasn't their fault. And she was really emotional about it. And Hades doesn't know she's talking from any experience. So I think he's a little bit more dismissive. He's like, mortals are a dime a dozen. It's okay. It's not going to come. They're not going to come back. It's fine. There's so many of them. The world's crawling with them. It's okay. But there are tears in her eyes and she's kind of begging. She's saying, please, she needs help. And I feel like that really informs that she must have had something to do with a bunch of mortals dying and feels responsible. Right. We know this. Yeah. We didn't know yet what it would be, but. Yeah. It's still shocking when you find out. <laughs> right? I can't wait to talk about it. Um, in this episode, Persephone runs out the window as soon as her mom comes in. And Demeter is just fully ready to sober Hades up and get him out of her life, out of her place of living. And then she finds out that he met Persephone. And I think she's been keeping her daughter a secret, wouldn't you mm-hmm. say? So once she knows that, And Hades is wondering, is Persephone available? And he wants to ask Zeus about her, you know, to see if she's available, like that pink goddess, you know? I thought that felt like foreshadowing because Zeus comes up a lot. Obviously, Zeus is at the end of the season finale with the last words of this whole season. And I think it's interesting him coming up in that way because of what happens in a fight with Persephone and her mom later when she's saying, I wish Zeus would just marry me off and so I could get away from you. It kind of feels like a be careful what you wish for a moment. Yeah, I, I'm worried what that would mean as a foreshadowing and what sort of consequence that could be. I mean, yeah. being when married Zeus off, says there'll be consequences for Persephone right? at the end. Married off to someone like Apollo or something. Mm-hmm. But we're jumping ahead. So in this episode 114, Upon hearing that he saw Persephone, Demeter decides to load him with more drinks, I guess in hopes of him blacking out and not remembering anything, in which she succeeds. Right, it works. How did you feel about that? I felt I felt sad for Hades a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but she really did just feed him a bunch of drinks instead of helping him out and sobering him up. Yeah, I mean... That's what he wanted, though. <laughs> He's like, have a drink with so me, Demeter. I don't feel too bad for him. Why does it remind me of somewhere in episodes 26 to 28, you guys? There was a moment where Persephone and Hades were on the phone, and she was asking why he wasn't married, and he was talking about, well, Demeter. And she's like, did you just 
consider my mom as a sexual prospect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting when he was like, have some drinks with me, Demeter. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought, there, mm-hmm. I want to see more scenes with them. I want to know every scene they've ever had together, every moment they've ever talked. I'm just very curious about, I know he's considered it. He's thought about it. He's like, I could get, I could, I could be with Demeter, but also no, because they're so not right. compatible. Let's see the Demeter VHS. <laughs> the Demeter VHS tape. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after watching all of this, present day Hades is in his apartment or his house looking at it all. And he goes, what? Is he freaking? He's freaking out at Demeter giving him those drinks, right? Yeah, I think he's shocked that Persephone has like all these memories of him that he does not have. So it's the whole thing. Yeah. The what is in response. I feel like the what was in response to Demeter being like, okay, I don't want you to know I have a daughter, so let's drink some more. No, right? Well, I don't know. I think it was a, a, a broader what mm-hmm. about the whole tape. <laughs> I feel like the tape ended and then it was the what. Yeah. <laughs> so my takeaway from this episode is that Demeter will stop at nothing to protect her daughter. We have seen her bribe Hermes. We have seen her with Helios. We have seen her drowning Hades in alcohol in this episode. And I was just wondering, where does she reach a line that she won't cross? Is there nothing she won't do to protect her daughter? I I don't think so. She would I do mean, anything. She would murder she someone. She wouldn't murder Persephone to protect Persephone. Right. She's yeah, she wouldn't do mm-hmm. that. Some moms would, but <laughs> um no, I, I think she would like murder Zeus or Hades if she had to. Yeah. Well, we we have to see more of her past and what she did in that war, you mm, know. Right. So, when we come back from this short musical interlude, we will be hearing from one of my patrons, Diego, sharing all the thoughts on the tape and what's going on in episode 115 with Hades when he gets on the phone to sternly call someone. We will be right back. From the tape, we know that she's been looking for an answer and for a way to redeem what she did for a long time. And even though when, when he says no, she accepts like the no and does not insist, I'm, I'm wondering if he'll, if he'll think, if he'll feel used or betrayed or if he'll wonder if what he and Persephone had wasn't real. Because when they kiss, they are fighting because of what she did. And basically, those two things connect. So when the tape ends, he calls someone. And I'm, I'm wondering that someone was Persephone, which did not answer. But not only did not answer, it said the number wasn't available, which is what you hear when someone blocked you. So imagine feeling this connection towards someone and then being ghosted and... Like, the only connection you can make because of your past and the way other people have treated you is that she only wanted something, and if she couldn't get it, she was done with them. And I'm afraid that will happen. I don't think so. I hope it doesn't. But that's what I think will happen. We are talking about episode 115, the finale. And Diego brings up some really good points where Hades now has seen the tape. And it's something we didn't even talk about, where on the tape... Because Persephone's asking about the mortal realm, bringing people back from the underworld back to the mortal realm and the guilt that she feels. And remember, Hades and her had a huge fight about it when he saw that she had gone to the shore and was giving people money, right? Right. So 
it, it could be a, maybe some trouble in paradise for them. What do you think? I think that's a fair question to ask. Um, I didn't think about that could be what he's upset by. Mm-hmm. There was it's a like, lot for him is, to be upset by in I mean, the tape. Right, yeah, it's like, <laughs> what, what is Persephone keeping from me? Mm. has to be like going through his head in a little bit. He's like, True. Um, because watching it now, of course he's going to be like, well, that big fight before our kiss. That right. that's gonna be running through his mind when he's watching the tape. Mm-hmm. He's probably gonna rewatch that tape quite a few times. Yeah, and she is keeping something. It's clear she has a secret. Right, and yeah, and you'll hear soon enough from Zeus or somebody else mm, about what's going on. Texting him right now, <laughs> like a screenshot of her notes with the whole story written out. <laughs> So the last time we see Hades in this finale is he finished watching the tape. Like Diego said, he gets on the phone. He's trying to call someone, but the number has been blocked. Originally, I thought that he was trying to call Demeter because he was mad. I I got stuck on the she tried to force me drinks (laughs) thing, I guess. And some people have seen some other things that have opened my eyes. Who do you think Hades was trying to call? I'm not sure. If it was Demeter, would the number be out of service? Would she have a cell phone? What number would be out of service? If we're trying to think of it that way. I could see Persephone turning off her phone. You know why? Mm -hmm. Because Apollo in the previous episode or in 113, I believe, Apollo texted her the pictures. Maybe she just doesn't want to handle her phone anymore. He texted them to her? He didn't Mm -hmm. give her his phone to show her? I thought I saw a dinging in her pocket Mm, and then she took out her phone and saw. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. She could, but that's also the way she communicates with Hades, and I don't think she wants to... She just had a really great morning with him. What number is no longer in service? Hmm. That's mystery. What do you guys think? Could you DM me or... If you're a patron, comment in the discussion thread or post on Instagram when I post this episode because I'm very curious now. Is there something I'm absolutely missing that I just right. it's right in front of us and no, we can't I see looked, it? I looked in the comments too. I couldn't I couldn't find anybody saying who they thought it was. Who did Hades call? He looked stern. He looked like right. he had some it, business to it handle. Could be Demeter, it could be Persephone. It's hard it's hard to think of Demeter having a cell phone. I don't know why. She probably does, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out. So the episode has like a shift here where we see some red font because someone's telling us a story. And the font says, how does the goddess of spring become the bringer of death? I will tell you how. It's like a thesis statement for an essay. Someone's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to destroy Persephone. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you how. So in a flashback, we see that Persephone can't get any alone time from the nymphs. She's mentioned on several occasions that they sleep together, they bathe together, they do this together, they do that together. But while she's being, she's incredibly lonely, she's also, like I said, really crowded all of the time. So she talks to Demeter about commuting to college, which we know she doesn't end up doing, but her mom really, 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 really wants her to do. I feel like that must be a thing that people go through in real life all the time. A parent wanting them to stay or wanting to, them to get out. Just, yeah, being smothered by your, your parents mm-hmm. and being kept from the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's palpable tension between them for sure because there's even a like, let me fix your hair moment. And they can't. <laughs> they're just mm-hmm. arguing about everything. That seemed real. Yes. Such a mother-daughter. A teenager reaction. Yeah. <laughs> and Demeter says, she kind of like drops the mic here to say, you know what I was doing when you're, I was your age? I was fighting in a war. 
And I think she uses that all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) in fights with Persephone to win the fight and to kind of guilt her daughter into being like, yes, ma'am. Right. Yeah. So my question is, did you find yourself agreeing with Demeter more or Persephone more in this in this argument? Persephone. Persephone. I think at that age, as a goddess, <laughs> I think you're, you're qualified to go off and sort of have your own experiences without your mother trying to fix your hair. And convince people you don't exist. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> she goes very far. I could see Demeter's point of view, though. I could see it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to know what happened to Demeter during that mm-hmm. war because it, it shook her. Mm-hmm. So when she was like, when I have a daughter, my daughter's going to be protected. She's not going to be thrown around like these other goddesses. Like, she's going to be protected. Right? No, she brought up a very good point. And I think it, yeah, because sexual assault is prevalent in, in college. In this world. Uh-huh. In yeah. colleges. Yeah, you're So, right. like, I, I think it's a fair point. Mm-hmm. So... A screaming match ensues between the two of them. And then Persephone says this, which I talked about in the last episode. Persephone says, I wish Zeus would marry me off to some random god. Then I'd have a reason not to be here that you couldn't control. Be careful what you wish for, Persephone. Mm -hmm. A random god? It could be not so random. It could be Apollo. I don't think it's going to be like Zeus says Hades and Persephone belong together. I feel like after knowing all the things he learns about Persephone from Minth, Thanatos, and Thetis, he he's going to have something else in mind. I mean, has Zeus never done anything similar? What do you mean? Just murder a bunch of people. <laughs> I think it's I acts like, of wrath. Does he make does this make him respect Persephone more? <laughs> no, because no. acts of wrath need to be sanctioned like through him. You need permission for them. That's mm-hmm. why Eros got in trouble in a previous episode and um Aphrodite offered her body to Zeus for him to forget about that act of wrath. That's right. Yeah, he did that. Eros did that because he was so upset about what was going on with Psyche. So he just needs to be in control of everything. He just needs, he's he's the king, you know? So Persephone storms off really, really upset. And her two flower nymphs are with her. And she's still upset about the fight. So she screams at them to leave her alone. And when she looks up, they're like they disintegrate like in the avengers movie mm-hmm. <laughs> i hope i'm not spoiling that for anyone it's been like two years <laughs> but when everyone was like disintegrating because thanos snapped his finger that's what it looked like happened and when you saw that were you worried that persephone just like killed them on the yeah, spot with her anger powers <laughs> <laughs> that was a great um shake off what's what's mm-hmm. the word throw off what's yeah. the word misdirection yes that was an excellent misdirection from rachel because we find out when persephone heads to where the mortals are uprooting sacred flowers um that whenever they're uprooted in the sacred garden that the nymphs die and so she's super upset her hair is long because that's what happens when she's in distress when she's really feeling emotional and her eyes are glowing red this is persephone bringer of death what was your reaction to all the wrath that Persephone brought upon these people? Um, I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised, um, especially when she impaled that poor man on the throne. Okay, no, first when she cut off the guy's head, mm-hmm. right? She shows up with a scythe. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when she impales everybody on those thorns. It was pretty surprising. It was. That's not the Persephone we know, is it? No. And... Yeah, there's not much, like, 
like she's had plenty of times where she can release her wrath justifiably in the webtoon yeah Uh Mm -hmm. and this wasn't really one of those times (laughs) i mean yeah i'm sorry about the nymphs but like you guys should put up signs or something for the villagers (laughs) (laughs) you know leave these ones alone (laughs) they really didn't know Uh yeah here is katrina's reaction to persephone's wrath absolute shock like utter disbelief for the last 115 episodes we've seen the type of being slash god persephone is and she's an extremely kind compassionate intellectual if not a bit naive goddess and honestly the way this act of wrath played out according to uh, Thanatos, Minthe, and Thetis seems highly embellished. Now, I'm not saying that this is out of uh, Persephone's capabilities, but I mean, her name now is Persephone, bringer of death. Do I think she caused some kind of destruction? Yes. Do I think she went on a rampage no and i really can't wait until we hear what helios has to say um because the picture that's being painted right now seems definitely skewed uh by the three uh, amigos (laughs) first of all i love that katrina says the three amigos (laughs) Mm -hmm. for them yeah that brings up a good point are they embellishing they're telling the story That red font was there to indicate that all of this is from their point of view. And this is what they're telling Zeus. What do you think? Are they embellishing or is this what happened? Yeah, I think the more the further I get from reading the episode, the more I'm convinced that like there's a whole different story to this. I think a lot of people died and it's Persephone's fault. Mm -hmm. But I don't I'm not even sure if it was a moment of wrath or she was like, how high can I grow a tree? Oops, there's a village right there. I didn't realize or something, you know? It's tough because I think that fight with her mom was so true. I think mm-hmm. every word of it felt true and not embellished. And that's a part of their story too. The red font started and then we saw her and her mom having their troubles. That's true. So like you said, I think she killed a bunch of people and it's her fault. And that's why she she looked like she was in tears when she was asking Hades if she could bring them back. That's why she's so determined to go to the shore and bring them money. But at the same time, the way that she is smiling and laughing and covered right. in blood mm-hmm. is their depiction of her, is my belief. But it's interesting because my patrons are kind of split on this. Some think this is what happened. And some think, no, this is total embellishment. So... That's how you and I feel right now a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's as bad as what they, they described. I think a lot of people died. And we just have to see how from uh, Persephone's point yeah, of view. I yeah. I just, where did she get the scythe? <laughs> I feel like they, they put that in her hands. Well, speaking of the scythe, which did just kind of show up, maybe she took it from them, though. They were uprooting the flowers. But speaking of this weapon of choice... Mizuki brings it up in her voice message. So let's hear Mizuki's reaction to Persephone's act of wrath. I had goosebumps down my spine. Like I was covered in goosebumps. It was pretty intense, I feel like. And I think that would be my only really reaction to it. If Minth and Thanatos 
we're over-exaggerating it? I wouldn't think so, honestly. I think that is what happened because if you look at her relationship, Persephone's relationship with her mom, it's just like such a helicopter mom. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, it's helicopter mom to the, like, everything. I think Persephone just has a lot of pent-up rage inside and she can't truly talk to anybody because the nymphs would just tell her mom, you know? So that's where I think that wrath is true. Like, I feel like that's purely true wrath from Persephone. And I was reading up certain things, you know, with the scythe and everything. And someone posted saying, you know, Persephone's the kind of person or being that would be the kind of person that could bring a knife to a gunfight and win like she has that strength because her true form is so um, incredibly strong and she doesn't know it yet she's not that old she doesn't know her true form and where her boundaries are for that so that's one thing that I really thought of was important for that yeah I mean she's barely more than an infant really in you know, comparison to the other gods and goddesses around her, she has no clue as to what her true power is and her, her capabilities. Like Mizuki said, the the limitations. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting with like Persephone could bring a knife to a gunfight and win. It's crazy because she's so giant here. We've never seen her like this. The talk of like her transforming. She transforms all the time, but it's usually something delicate. So to see Persephone so gigantic and she's like destroying where people live, impaling people on trees and seemingly enjoying herself. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to swallow. Yeah, it doesn't wasn't there a scene where she was looking into a mirror? Yes. Maybe this was after Apollo. I can't remember. She was looking into a mirror and she saw a version of herself with the red eyes. Yes. Um, and you called her weak or something like she that. She said stupid village girl or dumb village girl at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that does lead, lead lend. <laughs> it lead lend what? Credibility uh-huh. to the idea that this is a a true story. It does. It's. It could see it going both ways. I feel like I agree with people who said, no, 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 this is embellished. The part of you that was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably just grew a tree and everyone freaked out and just died just from seeing a goddess. <laughs> or it could be true. It's tough, though. The part where she was like, they were like, oh, goddess, we didn't know. And she slashed and decapitated someone. It's hard. We've not seen Persephone like that. When she's like, is this where you live? And then she destroys someone's home and kills all the people inside. You're like, oof. She's just trying to be vindictive here and really what, hurt someone. What interactions has she had with mortals? The only thing I'm thinking of now is those souls that she wanted to give the money to. And, you know, I think about how she's really been involved with the nymphs and the flowers and the vegetation and how Haiti said her spring is so savage and unpredictable and beautiful. But I haven't seen her talk to mortals too much. But if someone remembers something, point it out to me, please. So at the end, Zeus listens to everything. And he says, if this is true, then Persephone is going to have to face the consequences. Here is what Diego thinks of Persephone's wrath in all of its glory. I don't think those three are embellishing anything. Mainly because even Helios says that he has never seen something like that. And Helios has been there for a long, long, long time. I mean, he knew the Titans. And for him not to be able to compare the wrath of Persephone to any other god, that's something. 
they went to zoos because they were scared. Because I believe they think they could be targets. I mean, let's think about it. Thanos and Minthe have both been absolutely awful to Persephone since the day they met. Like, literally, Minthe tried to kill Persephone from the moment she met her. And Minthe is a nymph. And Cory is a goddess. I mean, I know Thanatos is a god, but he's like a lower god, right? So I don't know. I think that's the reason they went to Zeus. Because in other circumstances, like what they were looking to do before, I think they would have tried to blackmail Persephone or to manipulate her in some way. But because they know the extent of her powers and they fear for their lives, that's the reason they go to Zeus. Which, by the way, it's messed up that Zeus won't prosecute Apollo for what his wife tells him he's done, but will go after Persephone on false accusations. Well, not false accusations, but like, it's not proven, you know? Yeah, I think Diego brings up a really good point with Helios, the son. He, does he have any reason to lie? He already said, like, Demeter tried to bribe me and it didn't work. Yeah, but we don't know what the he full said. story of what he said. He's, I've never seen that before. Maybe he's never seen a god accidentally kill a bunch of people and then try to use magic to bring them back to life or something that Persephone could have done. Yeah, we don't know what Helios said. It just seemed ominous. Mm-hmm. And I would say Thanatos, when he burst in to get Minth to go to this meeting, I assume, didn't he look all bandaged from talking to Helios, the son, but also he looked scared of Persephone. So Helios said something that made him feel scared of Persephone. It's not like mm-hmm. she just grew a tree and that's it. Yeah. She did something bad. Yeah. She did something bad enough that her mom had to cover for it and she is responsible for deaths. Or Demeter wouldn't go on her like bribe tour. You know how some people go on an apology tour? Demeter is going on like a bribe people tour where she mm-hmm. just needs to get them to keep their mouths shut get them to not mention what Persephone's done. So it has to be bad, but is it as bad as the three are saying it is? Right. And I think it's a good point to bring up, too, the idea of them being afraid of Persephone after hearing this. They are afraid of her. I mean, yeah, the panel where they're telling Zeus, like, just their body language, Mm -hmm. Minth seems maybe ashamed or afraid. Thetis looks pretty self-satisfied with telling the story. And Thanatos, I don't know, is angry or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So it could be, I mean, it's plausible that they're afraid of Persephone and going to Zeus for protection. Yeah. Diego's comment really made me remember how Thanatos seems to be like, get away from Persephone. Come on, we got to go moment, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So here is what Brianna has to say. And Brianna mentions Persephone's self-esteem a little bit and how Persephone views herself. Here is Brianna's reaction to Persephone's act of wrath. I think I was in disbelief. Uh, We've only had glimpses into Persephone's alter ego, as some people call it. So we've only seen her angry a few times. And most of the time she's so innocent and sweet that it's it's kind of hard to believe. And I I don't blame people for thinking that the trio might have embellished on things. And I personally, I believe it. Um, It was and it was honestly kind of nice to see her um, just do this this act. And honestly, it was really cool to see her powers be so badass and just her become this giant, massive titan and just do something of her own will because her mother is such an oppressing presence that it's it was nice to see her just react and not have to ask permission 
or have her be followed everywhere and you know have her mom be a helicopter mom and um speaking of her powers like it, it was just a, a thought that i had how can you think of yourself as a dumb village girl when your powers are so immense and whether this is true or not we obviously won't know for a while but how can you think yourself so small when your powers are so vast and large and just powerful i like how brianna is kind of giving persephone a pep talk <laughs> believe in yourself <laughs> you are so powerful you don't even know you are capable of so much and yet you know i think she's been sensitive to things people have said. Ares called her a stupid village girl. He didn't even think she was a goddess. She told her mom in the argument that people are always, I think, making fun of her or she's like a laughing stock to people, basically. And it's rough. I think the way she grew up, she just doesn't have that high confidence in herself and what she's capable of, but that's what she's going to grow to become in this webtoon. Yeah. I mean, do we have confirmation that Persephone herself remembers this episode? Um, this of this Wrath? episode of Wrath. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Did, is it possible for her to have forgotten about it? Well, I think she did this, and then I think she went to Hades in that tape. Mm-hmm. I think that happens after the Wrath. It's true. So, and also her going to the shore. So I think she knows she did something. And you know, back when Demeter was bribing Hermes, Persephone in that flashback just looked distraught she looked really really distraught like she did something really really bad so we'll just have to see how it happened if this is it then ooh, she's not the persephone I, I thought she was but at the same time she is more impressive than she gives herself credit for yeah. but she's also a little bit more i don't know it's hard to believe that she's like is that where you live i'm gonna destroy it for some flowers but the, mm-hmm. the nymphs were her best friends yeah it's tough i see it all the ways okay so last part of the podcast here where we're talking about the episodes is predictions and theories for next season we're at the season finale rachel's gonna get some well-deserved break and rest hopefully and so what do you think is gonna happen next season i think um persephone and hades are gonna get married and then they're it's not gonna like they're gonna not be married well, that would be good. sad. <laughs> Is that what you think will happen? Yeah. But the myth, don't they belong together? Well, mm-hmm. I guess they'll, they'll eventually get, like, that'll be season three. They'll get married again. <laughs> so they're going to get married, get divorced, and you get married again. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I am surprised by your prediction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here is what Mizuki thinks might happen next season. Going back and rereading the whole series, because I've done that, I've got to say, at least 20 times. Not in this setting since, you know, 115 has come out, but like in the course of knowing Lore Olympus, I read it at least 20 times and that's not as many as other people have probably read it. So that's nothing. Um, but now reading that, Rachel does an amazing job of tying everything together. You know, there's some plot holes where I was like, what, what did I have to do? When is that going to pop up? You know? So Rachel has done a really great job with that, I feel like. And it makes a lot of sense when you go and read back on some episodes or just even the whole thing. So I really recommend that if anybody's out there not doing anything right now just because of the whole pandemic thing, go and reread Laurel Olympus. It's it makes so much sense. It's great for the next season. I am really excited to see what Rachel will bless us with and i am serious about blessed because i am so um excited about season two 
I'm sure we're going to go into certain depths with the wrath with Persephone. And we will have more with Hades and Persephone's relationship, where it's going to go from there, all that kind of stuff. And most of all, I believe Rachel will definitely put something out there with Apollo. Um, Those are currently the three things that I think are on the top priority list right now for me personally, I guess, and all the readers of um, Lore Olympus. I agree with that. I think next season we might get a reckoning for Apollo. I think Hades and Persephone will continue to go grow closer, and that might mean having some arguments. I don't know if they're going to get married and divorced and then married again, mm. which is a, it's just your theory, yeah. and I respect it. Mm-hmm. I do think that they might have some arguments and learn to fight well as a couple, you know, not be passive aggressive right. or right. hurt each other because Hades has only had fights with myths that weren't healthy. I'd like to see him learn how to fight with someone in a healthy way because fights are inevitable in a relationship. I think when he broke up with her, he did that. He did a great job when he broke up Mm -hmm. with her. And I want him to keep that same energy in season two with our darling Persephone. Here is what Brianna thinks might happen in season two. Oh, gosh, my predictions. Oh, man. I I think Persephone will succeed in removing herself from um, T-Goem, T-G-O-E-M, and that uh, it will cause a bigger rift between her and her mom. And is that going to happen before or after it's found out that uh, Apollo sexually assaulted her? That's a big question that I have. Um, And that has to happen, right? I really hope it does. And I think one way that that might happen is early something that I think would be kind of cool to see is if Persephone shared the pictures Apollo took of her herself and then maybe reveal that she did this act of wrath and she'd be like yeah this jerk assaulted me and tried to manipulate me to be with him and that I think this is you know I did this crazy thing and look at what I can do if you can if you cross me you know if you catch me on my bad side so you better not mess with me and uh, maybe people would take her more seriously because of that act of wrath and be like oh Apollo really is a bad guy and he did this to Persephone and she didn't deserve it I think that would be kind of nice to see if she took the helm on that situation I also think it would be interesting if Persephone took matters into her own hands. It's just tough because every time she's tried to do that with Apollo, where she's like, I'm going to take his harp and I, or his, what is it, his lyre, and I'm going to cut the strings and I'm going to show it to him and he's going to feel bad. It was just hard because he always has the upper hand. So it would be cool to see Persephone start to get the upper hand in these crazy situations that she's found herself in. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's a real track of growth for her her Mm -hmm. arc but i'm also scared because if she shows those photos to people and it gets around to her mom i'm just i'm worried about that it's like her mom's worst fear come to light but but also hopefully that would make her mom closer to her it ain't her fault it's absolutely not persephone's fault now that i'm thinking about it it might bring them closer together demeter can give her daughter some real compassion really listen to her child and they could feel connected mm-hmm. i mean that would just be something a little bit of light coming out of a bad situation like a horrible situation here are katrina's predictions and theories for next season i do think in the next season we're gonna hear from helios we have to probably not immediately but the truth is eventually going to come out because you know that there's going to be a confrontation kind of forcing 
Persephone to tell the truth. And furthermore, I'm I'm thinking she's going to tell the whole truth. I think we're going to finally get the entire rape situation um, out on the table. I think it's going to be painful. I think Demeter is probably going to try to kill someone, and rightfully so. And most of all, I am hoping that our dear sweet Persephone gets to leave the Daughters of Eternal Maidenhood because, yeah, it's not her thing. It really isn't her thing. When Hades asked Persephone in the past if she wanted to stay in the Goddesses of Eternal Maidenhood, she was like, no. <laughs> she wants to want it, but it's not for her. So mm -hmm. I hope she gets out of it too. Right? It is for some people. Yeah. You know? It's for some goddesses. Uh -huh. Artemis seems very happy. Exactly. Hestia seems very content. Athena seems happy. I don't hear any complaints. Right. But for Persephone, this isn't the path that she mm -hmm. wants. Even mm -hmm. her telling her mom, I wish Zeus would marry me off. She wants to be married. Yeah. She doesn't want to be. It's not like it's a failure of will to complete the promise. It's just like it's not who she is. It's not who she is. It's not what she wants. So I agree with Brianna and Katrina, who both said they want Persephone to get out of the T-G-O-E-M. So here is Diego on what might happen next season. I don't know. I would really like to see Eros and Ampelus realizing who they are. And I would also like to see uh, romance in the life of Artemis. Because we know from the myths that she was once in love with a hunter. And Apollo made her kill him. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's like the gateway for Artemis to start not making excuses for Apollo. That's really interesting. I, I I could totally see that coming into season two. Yeah. Artemis and Apollo have to grow apart. Mm -hmm. I think so. It's in the myths. And it's also, if if she's going to be Persephone's friend, like her ride or die true friend, then she's going to have to cut some ties with her brother. Yeah. And hold him to a very high standard. And or be on even, Persephone's side. Yeah, not even that high of a standard. Just a don't abuse women. A normal standard. Yeah. Leave her alone. Uh -huh. Yeah. Most brothers can meet up to that standard. Right. So that would be very interesting. I would like to see Apollo, not Apollo, Artemis's love life, like Diego said. Mm -hmm. That'd be so interesting to see her because right now, I don't think that's in even in her mind. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I don't think she's met the hunter yet. If he's going to exist in Rachel's interpretation of the myths. Right. I want to see the hunter. Well, that's it for this portion of the podcast where we talk all about the Laura Olympus finale. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we are looking forward to hopefully doing a hiatus trivia on the latter episodes of Laura Olympus because we've done one before. We have a Laura Olympus hiatus, hiatus trivia that goes to episode 50, I believe. And maybe this time around, Josh can ask me the questions. What do you guys think about that? I'm very nervous because I've been very hard on him, but also we need to restore balance. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Josh? Yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. Each Tuesday, I like to share a Webtoon recommendation from one of our podcast listeners, and this week's recommendation comes from someone who's sitting right next to me. It is from Josh, who has a recommendation that he would like to share with you. The Webtoon I recommend this week is Elisid by Jenna. Cool. What's the summary for Elisid? Okay, I'll read it. 
Jiwoo is a kind-hearted young man who harnesses the lightning-quick reflexes of a cat to secretly make the world a better place, one saved little child or foster pet at a time. Caden is a secret agent on the run who finds himself stuck in the body of a, um, decidedly fat, old, fluffy cat. Together, armed with Jiwoo's superpowers and Caden's uber smarts, they're out to fight those forces who would let evil rule this world. That is, if they can stand each other long enough to get the job done. <laughs> so you guys, I haven't read Elisid yet, but Josh is always reading it and then laughing to himself. It's so funny. I mean, it's it's what I love about, you know, animes, especially the long-running ones that we love. You know, there there's great action. There's a lot of humor. This is a really funny webtoon. The the fat cat that is also like a super powered <laughs> sort of character in the in the story is just really funny. And there's a lot of heart and um, a lot of good relationships that you're like, oh, I just want them to be closer and closer. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's really good. Well, it's on my list. I can't wait to read it. Thanks for the recommendation and thanks for joining me on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. My (laughs) pleasure. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here is a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Gazelle underscore runner on Instagram. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Gazelle. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Tuesdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye.